85% of sprint are carbolinear. It's not purely strain sprint. And this required a special attention. And this required uh, another perspective, another training, and include this type of spring uh, in, in, the, in the week. Uh, I think that is crucial to, to be one step closer to football. Welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast, the podcast that dives into the philosophies, ideas and practices of some of the best practitioners in high-performance sport. This episode of the Pacey Performance Podcast is all about curvilinear sprinting, and we've got Alberto Filter on this episode, and he wrote a piece for Sportsmith on this on this topic, where he dived into testing and training, so I'd encourage people to check that out, So we, but we use that article as a bit of a, a stepping stone to delve a little bit deeper into the testing and training and curvilinear sprinting. So why do we need to care about it? Can't we just focus on change direction agility and um, acceleration and max velocity straight line sprinting? Well, according to Alberto, no, because this is a unique quality that we need to train in a unique way. So this is a really interesting episode for those that work in team sports, particularly soccer and football, because that is Alberto's passion and where he's done much of his work in this curvilinear sprinting area. So really interesting episode coming up with Alberto. This episode of the Pace of Performance podcast is sponsored by Team Builder. Team Builder is a software for performance coaches around the world. The powerhouse platform increases efficiency, saves paper, and can handle any type of programming. It's a perfect fit for professional and academy teams, performance institutes, schools, and universities. Team Builder is full of tools that help coaches' needs. Multiple max tracking methods, 16 plus reports, evaluation testing, and goal setting, just to name a few. Coaches also have access to consultations with Team Builder's in-house sports scientist to help manage and analyze data. Head to teambuilder.com and sign up with promo code SPORTSMITH to start your 30-day free trial. Also sponsoring this episode is RockDaisy. RockDaisy's athlete management system provides a powerful competitive advantage to elite sports leagues around the world. If you're looking for a solution that enables you to centralize, analyze, and visualize your data, check out rockdaisy.com and sign up for a free trial. So without further ado, over to the episode with Alberto. Alberto Filter, welcome to the Pacey Performance Podcast. Thank you for Thank coming you, on. Rob. Anyone that doesn't know who you are, Alberto, would you mind just giving me a quick bio, who you are and what you're currently doing? Yes, okay. Okay. Alberto Filter is from Spain. He's in the in the south of Spain, Andalusia. Specifically, I live in a little village in Seville. Uh, I did the degree if, uh, in sports science and physical activity. Later, I studied uh, the master in high performance. And the last one was my, my PhD. It's, I think that four years ago, I did my PhD uh, about high intensity actions in football. Uh, my supervisor were uh, Bernardo Requena. Is Bernardo is a co-founder of Football Science Institute. And Alfredo Santalla, that uh, is now professor of physiology in Pablo de la Vida University. 
Um, from this point, uh, I think that my my life has changed because now I have a lot of podcasts, interview like like this, and uh, to me, it's an authentic pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for thank you for coming on, and thank you for coming on to speak in English when it's not your first language. <laughs> so so good, so good. So before we kick off, you wrote an article. For Sportsmith a little while ago on curvilinear sprinting. Yes. So this is going to be the topic of today's discussion for the next half hour, 45 minutes. So what is the what is the current problem with how we train speed in, in sports like football? Uh, I think, Tom, that uh, there are three parts. The first of one, I think that there is not uh, sport adaptation. We train in the same way as basketball player and football player. The second one, I think that there is not a position adjustment or position adaptation. Uh, I, I always think that within of the football, we have different sport. It's not the same axial player than central player. And the last one is the, the no inclusion of uh, contextual variables, uh, technico-tactical variables that uh, do that the high-intensity actions or the drills be closer to the game. Because this is crucial for testing and training, uh, training, uh, training session. To me, this is Can you... this oh, the, the most important aspect of the, the main problems nowadays. Uh, in, in Europe and, and America. What is the difference between the demands of the different positions? Just give it, it'd be great to get an example. Okay, uh, it's easy. Mm, I have, for example, I, I, now, nowadays, I, I, I train a professional athlete. He, he is my father, and he never performed during the competition and heading. No. Uh, I never train these sessions because it's low, low frequency during the competition, during the game, and I prefer to choose another actions more frequent, like change of direction, like like uh, acceleration in short distance, and the demand of competition are absolutely, absolutely different. I always say that, for example, in central back, it's a position with very uh, specific uh, characteristics. In central back, I like, for example, train a lot, sprint in, in back starting position because it's very frequent, it's, uh, very frequent, frequent during, during the competition. And to me, it's crucial to differentiate the, the, the position, uh, demand of each part of or area uh, on the file. Do you? Th this is definitely this is the case in the UK and I think in the US as well. Mm -hmm. But in Europe, have you tended to take a lot of influences from athletics and track and field when it comes to speed? Yes, I, I think so. I think that uh, uh, in my thesis, I put one step closer the test of high intensity actions. I don't speak about spring only. I speak about jump. Also, and for example, in uh, in athletic, you have a coach for sprinter, you have a coach for endurance athletes, but in football, 
you have a coach for every position, even physical trainer or physical uh, condition coach can provide drills for football, footballers, for player of football and uh, basketball, uh, basketball player. And to me, when I, I, I see every day more, more than 50 papers published on football, it, it's impossible to be updated in multiple sports. It's very difficult because only football, only some positions require a lot of reading, a lot of updated knowledge. Um, I think that we, we must think in football. Uh, some days ago, I told with a friend and we say that if you want to, to prepare physically uh, a football, a football player, you must see football. You must see what every week, two or three matches per week. And this is key for, for finding the key performance indicators that are that explains you what do you you do you must you have to do in, in, in your in your succession. So just moving it to curvilinear sprinting, mm -hmm. what is curvilinear sprinting <laughs> and why should why should we care? Okay. <laughs> uh, curvilinear is now a trending topic, I don't understand. <laughs> Rob, but I will say that the calf screen is a gradual change of direction, uh, avoiding a breaking of a cutting actions because this is used during football uh, to to attack the free space, avoiding offside position. Okay, and to me. In a simple phrase, to me, carve spring is a gradual change of direction uh, that uh, enables you accelerate during all way. So, in terms of demands of of within football, mm -hmm. how many sprint? How many times are we actually sprinting curvilinear, curvilinearly versus straight? Because you mentioned in the article about Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that we train a football player like a Pac-Man in very straight lines. It's not only in spring, in jump happen the same. We train the jump in only one plane, but the jump in football is parabolic. And yes, I think that you know that a great percent of spring football are curvilinear. Paul Kalbeck and Thomas Dos Santos just published a paper with a 85% of spring are curvilinear. It's not purely strain spring. And this required a special attention. And this required uh, another perspective, another training, and include this type of spring uh, in, in the in the week, uh, I think that is crucial to to be one step closer to football. So eighty five percent. Yes, of of spring are curvilinear. Interesting. So let's get into the testing and understanding where our football players or other team sport athletes are at. How can we test this quality? How would you recommend people test curvilinear sprint speed? Yes, I recommend it absolutely. Uh, use uh, calf spring, but Tom, I always say that you need 
uh, watch your players. You need watch football. You need watch uh, the position of your player, and you need watch your player during competition. Because if you have a player that uh, don't perform, that doesn't perform uh, sprinting, a scarf sprint during the competition, you don't need test that. You you is is uh, is better that you test um, this action, this high intensity actions actions that player perform during competition. In the case of the calf spring, you can use calf spring in a lot of position. Uh, it's very easy. We we use the the, the art of the idea because uh, it's the, um, the everyone have this dimension uh, on on the fire. The arc of the area is perfect in terms of distance. The standard spring in football with 17 meters is the typical spring in football. It's the uh, average of all spring in football. Um, it's perfect uh, in related, related with the angle of turning. You have uh, a, a, good, a good angle, a good radius to, to, to spring and an average player accelerates throughout uh, all the route. And it's very simple. You you can put uh, turning gates at the beginning and at, at, at the end, and optionally, optionally, you can use in the middle. And uh, with the time for one side and other side, you can obtain also asymmetry data. So this is the top of the penalty box. This is the, the, the arc of the area because you have another circle in the in the center of the of the of the file, but it's very long and it's not necessary. You with the arc of the area, you have the in the beginning at the end uh, cross with the, the slime line of the area. Um, it's perfect to to assess easy uh, to to a team of twenty five players. So can you do this, could you do it without any timing gates? Is there any ways to do it without timing gates? Using a, could you use a phone? Uh, like yes, uh, now it's, we have a, a draft copy of paper in which we compare, we compare mobile phone with timing gates, uh, timing gates, and the correlation is very high. Uh, nowadays we have simple devices that give you very uh, uh, valid and reliable data, and with uh, with if you see the frame by frame, you can obtain time with good reliability, and you can you must you have to put you have to place the phone on the penalty spot, okay? To record all curvilinear, uh, and you obtain. The the first frame when uh, when player cross the first line and uh, you 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 mark the, the the end of the of the curve sprint and you obtain very very valid uh, and reliable data. So this is using what app is it using, Alberto? Sorry, what app is it using? A particular app? Ah uh, yes, yeah, you can use. Uh, the change of direction app uh, by Carlo Vassalover. You know? Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there is also a very simple platform like Kinovea, 
uh, is for Microsoft. I think that for Apple is not uh, available. Uh, yes, it's very simple. You can use with simple mobile and Kinovea or the app of Carlos. So what this what kind of association are we looking at between curvilinear sprinting and change direction ability? Are they closely related? Are they completely separate yes. characteristics? Yes. I think that it's more related with linear sprint. I think that change of direction, uh, change of direction is absolutely another ability, absolutely different, because you have a braking and reaccelerate phase, and in curve sprint you don't have uh, you don't have the, the breaking or cutting actions. Uh, for example, when we assess asymmetry, you can see that uh, the asymmetry are opposite uh, in calf spring versus a chain of direction. For example, if you have a good chain of direction, a good chain of direction for right side in your calf spring, maybe your better calf spring maybe is the left side. And this indicates that the determinant factors are different. Uh, even if you see the role of each leg in change of direction, the most important leg is the outside leg because it's very important to break. But in calf spring, the most important uh, leg is the inside leg because you increase a lot the ground contact time. Um, are absolutely different. There is more relationship with linear spring, but also it is not identical. So do you have any particular standards for what is like world-class or what is like just in, in your population, the people that you've worked with? The standard? The standard, the, like good, what's a good time versus a... <laughs> Not so good time. Okay. What's, the, what's the aim for what you working with your athlete? Yes, the depend of the population, as you know, uh, is absolutely different. In high performance athletes, okay, I have time about two point sixty seconds, okay, two point sixty seconds in high professional level, okay. I, I, uh, but in academy, for example, I consider that. A bad calf sprint when it's higher than three seconds. Okay, but depend of the population, depend of the position. If you have full back, you have better, uh, better performance in calf sprint than with my fighter or another position. But this is a good uh, standard. This 2.60 second approximately is a uh, Top level for uh, a top level for high experienced soccer player. Have you used this in with other athletes as well from other sports? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I only you... yes I I only study football. I, <laughs> I am a crazy of football. I always thinking in, in this sport. Uh, I I think in another actions like jump in football and I consider that it's very difficult to me to keep update a lot of knowledge and I only know football I'm sorry <laughs> that's okay that's okay Did, have you seen anyone else use this in other sports uh, about another actions you know have you seen people using 
curvilinear ah, yes. sprint testing in other sports? Not you, but other people? Yes. Now, uh, I think that there is another paper about the same uh, test for basketball uh, basket player in the arc of the area of the, of the, on, the, on the couch. Okay. Uh, and I think that there is another fin, uh, fitness coach applying this test in American football. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that it's you can implement this uh, spring a lot of sport because if you have an opponent, you must uh, evade and you do a calf sprint. Um, but I only control <laughs> football context. So we've we've talked about testing it. How do we train it? How do we train it? What what can we change and manipulate, and how can we create drills to develop curvilinear speed? Okay, you, you need the toolbox to to coach this. <laughs> okay, uh, depend if you have on the on the file or on the weight room. Yeah, you you must control different variables. For uh, on the on the on the on the file. You can apply the first of one is it is that you must apply calf spring, okay? You must include in your session calf spring, and then you can play with different. You can manage different angle of calf spring. If you increase uh, the radius, you have less uh, rotational moment, less uh, centrifugal force, and if you have a little small radius you have more uh, lateral force and it depends of uh, you want in this sense i consider that the, the, there are a lot of variables to, to improve calf spring but uh, i like always start with a calf spring in the arc of the area like a reference okay you have this time you have this like a reference and you use a small radius and a bigger radius in any case, in a small radius, uh, it's difficult. Don't don't do breaking because it's very closer curve, and sometimes you need decelerate to change of direction. And the arc of the area uh, have the optimal angle to avoid this uh, breaking phase, this cutting actions. Okay, uh, to improve that, uh, I, I I like for example use equipment uh, such as the weighted vest yes it's a weighted vest okay mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because as you know uh, calf spring uh, have another uh, force projections like lateral it's not only anterior posterior you have lateral uh, actions lateral force production and you must control this even uh, this Little shame provides you uh, a big, uh, a big effect on time. Okay, if you prove, for example, to put to place uh, your athletes with weight best, you can see that the time is uh, are modified uh, in in a big dimension. How before you go on, Alberto? How heavy would you go on the weighted vest? How sorry? How heavy? How many kilos? Yes, I use, for example, yes, I, I use uh, five kilograms uh, on the trunk, okay? And with that, uh, 
player precise um, load, precise the load when in, in, in the middle of the curve, in which the high centrifugal force is higher, he precise, he feel that the, the force is, is strong to, to curve spring and to avoid uh, to a chain of direction. That is another ability. So what else can we do to, what other drills can we do to, to train it? If we've started using the arc, where do we, and a weighted vest, where do we go then? Yeah, you can use, for example, a binding with a, a, a jump with a inside leg, because as you, as I said before, a inside leg is the, uh, is the main uh, limiting, uh, is the terminal for the calf spring. And if you use bounding in the in the inside leg, you will improve your your calf spring. You can use also uh, another um, equipment like uh, you know butterfly run. Yeah. Uh, butterfly run is like a uh, is a a cable a cable cable with uh, with load. It's like a okay. It's like a 1018 motion. Okay, yeah, yeah, 1080 motion. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's very it's similar. It's better for run. Um, I, I use that for calf sprint because uh, you can accelerate. It's, it's more comfortable than uh, sled training. Okay, even we are designing now, I don't know the, the name in English, it's a, a, a rotated belt. It's a, a belt here that you can rotate it and the cover you can modify the place to avoid uh, that, that this you can do the calf spring in good condition. Okay, uh, I think that this is good option to improve calf spring because sled training, in my experience, sled training is uh, very uncomfortable for player. Um, you can use another more simple uh, drills to improve that, like a jump, simple jump, and weight best, and you have, uh, I'm sure that you have a good result in, in carpet sprinting. How can we then take that and make it more contextual? Like you mentioned about how, how we can train football in a more contextual way. How do we train curvilinear sprinting in a more contextual way? Yes, uh, well, to me, contextual is to adapt the drills uh, to what player do during competition. For that, as I said before, you must watch the match, the position, and your player. Because in the same position, two players can apply different drills, different ability. In my case, in my players, I adapt the calf spring to what they do during the match. Uh, for example, okay, uh, for instance, I I apply different starting position in frontal, lateral, and back. If I have a central back position, I use the the back position, the initial back position. I always use the rolling acceleration because you, you must differentiate or you must, you have to uh, differentiate between uh, explosive acceleration 
and gradual acceleration. I like uh, rolling acceleration because I think that is more frequent in football. I like also to put a ball at the end of the calf sprint. Even I like decelerate at the at the end of, of calf sprint. Um, always I say the focus the focus attention. It's not the same do a calf sprint focus in yourself that focus in a ball with trunk rotating. Okay, uh, this is the same of, of, of that I apply on the jump. I put a ball to to do a, a good jump. In, the, in this way, uh, I consider that all these contextual factors, the initial position, type of acceleration, uh, how do you place at the end of the sprint, focus attention are crucial to define uh, to define the, 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 the drills that you want to you want to apply in the fire. And I would say, I, I would like to say totally wrong that. And now uh, I am in a in a project in Football Science Institute in which we are recording players uh, during the match, and we uh, synchronize that with tracking data. We are going to see the key moments, the high intensity actions, acceleration, deceleration, and we are going to describe what happened during this moment because this uh, provides us more data about deceleration, acceleration, jump, change of direction in football and in different positions. And this is the my my philosophy, my perspective about that. Contextualize is adapt to to the risk to to your player, to your player to do what player perform during the match. Do you always use the arc of the penalty box, or do you use tighter? And larger angles. Mm, yes, I, I, I when I practice calf spring, I always put in the arc of the area because mm, player needs uh, a guy. Uh, player needs a, a a model to to continue. Okay, and it's necessary that you uh, you mark with a line the calf spring. I use the arc of the area uh, like a reference. And I use another calf splitting in, in higher or lower angle, but always the reference is that the the arc of the idea of the um, penalty box. So let's move into the into the gym, into the weight room. How would you program your strength and power sessions to be able to build the characteristics needed to excel in curvilinear sprinting? Okay, in the gym it's absolutely different because you have different equipment. Uh, I like, for example, the, in calf spin you have this lateral force, uh, your body is lean. And in, in this line you need to apply force in this direction. Because the, 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 your body, you, you can see that in calf spin is inclined to the inside, inside part. So I like, for example, use the landmine. Uh, because you can apply force in this direction in the, with the inside or outside leg and I use to the wall drills with the, with the wall okay uh, in this position 
because this uh, contribute this provides you the feeling to to do a calf spring and to apply force to to improve the determinant factor the inside leg in this position to avoid and to go, to achieve a good position with the inside leg that I, I think that is the the key point to, to improve calf spring. So the, in terms of the wall drill, you'll be leaning into it using your shoulder and you'll be driving down and up in that kind of leaned over angle? Yes. Uh, for example, I, when I use wall drills, I use the wall, obviously, and I use, for example, an uh, elastic band, okay, that did give me uh, information that when I use this elastic band to that player, is is uh, is applying force with the wall drills. Okay, I use a band to to detect the force. Uh, I use a, a simple, a small angle of of wall drills uh, because in calf spring, you know, is the, the the angle is is small. Okay, it's no, it's not too much. Uh, yeah, this is all. I use the wall, wall drills and landmine mainly, mainly to, to improve uh, on the gym. Uh, with, with, with that, I think that you can use a lot of variables in the weeding of these exercises. Do you, I know you said the angles is, is quite small when you're doing the curvilinear sprinting. Would you try to replicate that in both these drills or would you overemphasize it or underemphasize it? Okay, uh, in, in calf spring, the angle is, is very, is, is a, a little angle, probably. Because if you incline a lot, it's impossible to apply for in anterior posterior direction. So, it, it, with you have a, a small angle, okay, it's enough because you, you feel that with, uh, with, with outside leg, it's okay. But with inner leg, you, you feel that you feel weak. You feel that you you don't you cannot apply force on the ground with the inner leg, and so with small angle is enough. So then, two exercises be your main ones. Uh, maybe in the gym you can include jumps. Okay, uh, I like for example also include jump with a band uh, in the lateral, and you do a calf road a calf a calf road with with jump with the inner leg but it's the same that you can apply on the file okay it's very similar okay interesting well i think there's 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 so much there for people to take and i think i would encourage people to read the article as well because there's some videos and imagery uh, and, and, and programs and detail that maybe we, we don't get in a conversation so that's that's i would definitely encourage people to to read that but any, where's your work? Uh, where can people get hold of your work, Alberto? Where's the best place? The best place to your research. Where's the best place for people to get your research? Uh, okay, uh, I I I, uh, mm, I publish a paper uh, about high intensity actions. Okay, in International Journal of Sport Medicine. I think that this narrative review includes all that's uh, that's I. I'm told today, okay. Uh, in this line, I think that uh, this is crucial uh, review to understand what's happening in high intensity actions in football. It's not only in sprinting, also in jump, in change of direction, 
and another variables that I consider crucial to improve performance in football. And I think that this review uh, provides you a wide spectrum of contextual influence uh, on, of, uh, on, on football in terms of technical and tactical. Uh, I recommend it, highly recommend it, this, this the, our last paper because include all of this uh, give you tools to apply on the file. And in terms of curvilinear sprinting, Paul Kolbeck, people should check his, of app, course, his work out. Paul Kolbeck and Thomas Santos published a paper uh, one year ago about uh, that. Uh, there is also another paper by John Fitzpatrick that I think that is so good. Okay. And yeah, for to to read about, for example, game speed, I think that uh, Jeffrey is good also. Jeffrey, Ian, Ian Jeffries, Ian Jeffries, yes. yeah, yeah. It's about game, game speed, and I think that with that you have a world reference uh, expert about this subject. Sorry, where where can people find you on Twitter? Instagram. Uh, my social media. Can people? Can, yeah, no, your social media. I, I think we <laughs> recommend it another people. No, no, no. Okay, it's you. filter. Perfect. Okay, it's always a filter Instagram, in, in Twitter, because the, the, there is not another Alberto filter. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Well, Alberto, thank you very much. I'll link to your article on the website so people can get hold of it there and, and give it a read. But thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And thank you for not making me speak Spanish and you you speaking English, because that wouldn't have gone very well. So uh, I appreciate it. Thank you to you, Rob. Thank you so much. It's good. It's a pleasure to be here. And to be honest, it was easier, That's I, I think. Thank you. Good, good. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to episode 467 of the Pacey Performance Podcast. Big thanks to Alberto for giving up an hour of his time to chat in English about curvilinear sprinting. Also, big thanks to Team Builder and Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. The podcast could not run in its current form without these guys, so I really do appreciate all their support. Big thanks to you for tuning in, and look forward to chatting to you next time. Bye.